Welcome to Padmuchun, Armenian History Podcast. Padiyagak Padmuchun, Hayots Padmuchiana Podcast. Hi, welcome. It's wonderful to have all of you listeners here. I'm Peter Hajinian. Parev, as we say in Armenian. Parev. <laughs> this is our first recording, right? This is our first recording. This is our first podcast. Like I said, I'm Peter Hajinian. And I'm Father Tarios Barserian. And, uh, and uh, we, we like history. We like Armenian history. And, and every time we get together, we talk about different historical events, historical figures in our history. And we thought... Why not? Let's do a podcast together. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I, we thought it'll be interesting for um, for a lot of other people too, for uh, for Armenians, non-Armenians, and that's what we want to introduce our um, our history and our you know, talk about topics that are interesting for us first of all. Yes. And then we share that with others. Right. So this is our first podcast. So we thought we'd start with you know the beginning of it all, which is Haig. So mm-hmm. Haig Nahabed. So who is Haig? So Haig is the legendary patriarch of the Armenians. His story, this is our founding legend, and his story also kind of sets the tone for a lot of Armenian history and the story of the Armenians, as, you, as you'll mm-hmm. see. Um, we, are, we are called Haig, right? We are, we are Armenians, we call ourselves Haig. Yeah. Uh, and it comes from Haig, because Haig was our forefather, who was a, a you know, forefather of Armenian nation. That's why we call ourselves Haig. So he's the beginning of Armenian nation. That's why we start from the beginning. To that's, that's why we start from the beginning. <laughs> so who was he? He was the grandson of Torkum, which was the grandson of Habeth, which is Japheth in English. Mm-hmm. So he is the great-great-grandson of Noah. It's interesting that uh, the first time we know about this, that he was uh, he was the grandson of Torkum, it comes to us from Moses Horenazi. We are going to talk, probably we'll do another podcast about him that another time. But we Armenians, we come, we are, Horinazi wanted to connect us to a biblical family, to one of the first biblical family, to Noah from the beginning. Um, and, and he went all the way back and he learned and that we are Torgomian, kind of, become, uh, we are, uh, we are Torgomian nation. It was in- interesting, I think, to mention that we Armenians, we, we don't, we are not like, a nomadic nation or anything, but we we were one of the uh, ancient nations living in that in that area after the uh, after the uh, flood, right? No, uh-huh. uh, ark, and so that's an important important point I think coming from Bible to us. Yeah, and that comes from Moses Koronazi. Moses Koronazi too, right? So yeah, the time, the time and the scene, setting the scene. So the time. So. What do we know? Well, going back to the Bible, the Bible talked about this as the time of giants. These mm-hmm. people were said to be big or at least demigods, you know, mm-hmm. considered very big and strong and powerful. And the the main sort of power of the time was Babylon. Right. Um, this was the, you know, so Mesopotamia, if you remember your ancient history from school, this is the land between the two rivers mm-hmm. and Babylon was the big city. And the history, the story of Babylon, how they tried to build a, a yeah. tower and- did it work out well? God was very upset. God was very upset. The tower tower of Babel. So this is after the flood, of course, we said Noah. Um, But this is still in a time of history where there's not a lot of sources talking about this, which Mm -hmm. is part of the reason why it's myth or legend, if you will. So it it could have happened, but we don't have a lot of... Sort resources to prove that it exactly. It's, it's hard to tell how much of this is a legend, how much is reality or facts, or because it's 
there were only a few stories talking about and and then a lot, a lot of the stuff it seems to be legendary too it seems to be fictional yeah to all these creatures there were dem- demigods and uh, all these giant creatures and all of that although you know you never you, you never, never know. know you never, you never know, know. <laughs> well let's so into this world this mythical world let's talk about Haig and, and kind of what he did he was part of that Babylon right he was part he was of part that. of yes he was part of Babylon do you want to talk about Bell? Well, Bell was this uh, um, um, another powerful figure, right? Yeah. He's the first uh, uh, tyrant kind of mentioned in the Bible. He was the first this powerful ruler. He was very uh, kind of evil creature. He was uh, he was not the not uh, not the best. Not he was called uh, Nemrod, right? Nemrod. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and Haig was living under his rule for some time. But uh, but obviously uh, he rebelled against him, and he said enough is enough, and and uh, it, it was a dictatorial kind of rule, and and nobody liked that, and, and he left Babylon, and he came to uh, he came to Armenia, which is which was not like a foreign land for him, but probably it was more like coming coming home, he was coming back because that's where his family left from Noah's. Uh, or after Noah's Ark landed in land of Arad, right on land on on the, on the Mount of Arad, which was in Armenia, and after that probably they left, and he comes back to comes back to Armenia. Yeah. So he left with three hundred of his family, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they went north back to Armenia. Mm-hmm. To uh, does do they go to the Valley of Arad? What does Moses Coronazzi say that they went went to? I I did. There are a few other a few different sources, but I think he. Uh, um, most of the scholars agree that he was not far from uh, from the Lake Van. Okay. Uh, uh, or uh, because the the battle took place uh, around that area too between Hike and Bell too. Yeah. Uh, so he probably uh, went back to this valley area that was very familiar. It says he built a city named Cadmus. Uh, after his grandson Cadmus, it was Cadmiatun. He built another city that was Hark. All these villages and areas, uh, another city there was Haigashen, uh, around in, in uh, between the lakes kind of uh, area. But it's it's of course it's hard to tell because we don't know. Yeah. Uh, we don't know uh, exactly. All exactly. Things. So long ago. And uh, Bell himself, Chum. he built a city too. He was the founder of Nineveh, right? Yeah. He was the founder of Assyrian kingdom, Bell. right? Yeah. He built he built Nineveh. So these are two, two powerful leaders of the yes. of your people. And they were, they were both considered giants, right? Tall giants. Mm-hmm. Chomchian says that this happened, took place about 2107 B.C. Mm-hmm. So 2000, 2,000 years before Christ was when Hike went up to the north and started to build these cities. Mm-hmm. So he's he's living there, and then, well, we kind of already talked about a battle. Well, this is how the battle starts to come about, right? Bell finds out that that Hike is left, and Hike, being a giant or at least well known, a very powerful person in the community, Bell wants him to come back. So he sends mm-hmm. his son up as a messenger and says, "Come on back to Babylon. You can live anywhere you want in in Babylon. You know, in Assyria. We want you to come back." And Hike said, "No thanks." Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, why. Why did he call him back? It's like he's a this powerful leader, and he has probably a lot of people, a uh, lot of great hunters too, a lot mm-hmm. of yeah. soldiers, and 
why do we need him back? Why he left? He left. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, but I think it was more about his pride too that somebody rebelled against him, probably right. Yeah. He wanted him uh, to to apologize, probably, or he wanted to sh- to show like that. You know, I am I am the boss here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was the leader at that time, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, he probably wanted to send a message to anybody else thinking about leaving that. Right. No, you can't leave. We all belong here. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. the king. Right. I mean, 300 people, his family left, so, you know, they left. They, yeah. they just took their stuff and left to another yeah. country. But he was probably worried about Hyde being, uh, maybe becoming too strong one day. I think it's also important to point out the geography. Babylon and Nineveh are on the plain, are on the plains by the rivers. Mm-hmm. And Armenia is in the mountains. Right. So Haig and his family had to travel up the mountains, you know, to these valleys and these, you know, Lake Vaughan and these different lakes. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're up high and they're in mountains. The winter's colder. You know, summers are a little bit hotter. It's not as dry as being near the desert. But it's not like moving to the beach and living on the ocean. You're, you, you know, life is a little bit more difficult because right. you're living away and separated from people. Yeah, it was not the best conditions for them to move. Right. You know, it's... I I I I, uh, I thought about you know what 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 happened that he had to, well, so such an extreme event took place or or uh, incident or what kind of triggered him to to take everything in his family because that's not a just easy move to uh, yeah you know anybody who moved from one place to another <laughs> from one city to another is, I moved from one continent to another yeah continent. it's not <laughs> it, easy it's not easy thing to do but. At that time, I mean, it was no, there was no U-Haul. There was, yeah. no, <laughs> there was no two men in a truck. <laughs> there's two men in a truck. And when you arrive there, there's nothing there. You have to build everything. You've right. got to learn to farm. And, 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 and Hike didn't say, oh, movers will do anything. Don't do everything. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry about it. He'll do, he'll do everything. They'll do everything. <laughs> no, it was not easy. But they decided to do it because probably the conditions were not that good at living in Babylon. And it was probably impossible for them to be there anymore. Yeah, and Hike wanted to create something new for his family, probably. Yeah, that's a good point. A new beginning. A new beginning, which is why he said, "No thanks, we're staying up here." Mm-hmm. And Bell's response, any dictator's response, is to send an army to try and conquer them. Right. So that's what he tried to do first, right? Yeah, he first sent the messenger, and then he he sent the army. Right. So up comes an army from you know Babylonian army comes up to meet Hike and his descendants, and the battle takes place. Uh, at the lake, which has salty water and small fish on the banks of the river that fall into, into Lake Vaughan. Mm-hmm. So that's a very poetic way of saying Lake Vaughan. Lake Vaughan. <laughs> that's an so, interesting way to say it. It was, near, it was near Lake Vaughan. It was near Lake Vaughan, you know, by these the salty water and the small fish. So Mo- Moses and Sebios write about this. <laughs> small fish, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I would have. I would have. You know. I guess Lake Vaughan doesn't have very good fish. Uh, so these. The story comes from Moses and Sebios. Sebios. He was another Armenian. Right. He was another Armenian historian. But uh, about a few uh, centuries later, then he was in the okay. seventh century. Seventh century. Sebios, uh, but he he tried to kind of write some of the stories that Moses did. But what is interesting is that there was another historian, a Syrian historian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mara Baskatina, right? Yeah. That wrote about these stories, and he was one of the original sources uh, for all these, for all these stories that um, they, they come to us today. Well, that's interesting. So we have it from the Armenian side and the Assyrian, and the Assyrian side. side yeah. What's about to happen? Because this battle is pretty epic. 
Right. Because they, they come together and they fight. They mm -hmm. fight on this field by the lake with the small fish. And then what happens? He's dead. Hike. Yes, he legendary has... hunter with his bow. Yeah. Bow and arrow. And then he, he kills Bell. Uh, he shoots Bell through the heart. The strike was so powerful that Bell from, fell from the uh, from his horse. A little bit of a David and Goliath. So Goliath is coming up, shoots the arrow, knocks Bell off the horse, and I've heard that the the arrow even went through his heart and came out the other side. Mm -hmm. So this great giant falls down, and mm -hmm. the army goes into disarray, and the Armenians right. Armenians clean up the mess and and conquer and them as they leave. He had this special arrow, right? It had only it had three kind of uh, uh, three arrows in in one. And okay, it was so powerful and. And it was it was it is known as Hygian kind of arrow. The Hygian arrow. Yeah. So three tips. Three tips. Right? Wow. And 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 part of this story is known to us also from these uh, gusans or folk singers, right? Yeah. Uh, because this story would be told generation after generation, and and uh, and, and many probably centuries later, in Moses 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 Nazi, he he wanted to write this down, and uh, and thank God he did. <laughs> Otherwise. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't we would, we would lo lo lose this story, like probably many others that we don't know about. Right. Many others that we lost. All right, let's move on. We're moving on. So, what what does this mean to us? Now we know the whole story. Hyg rebelled. He left. He went north. Uh, Bell came after him, and Hike won freedom in the battle. He killed Bell. The Assyrians went back south. The Armenians stayed north. So this was this is it. This is the founding of the Armenian nation, people in in the land that is Armenia. Mm -hmm. um, do we have do we have a date about it? Well, what what's interesting is that um, when we talk about how much of this is a legend, how much of this is uh, is a reality. I think we, we say already, historians say that it took place in 2107 B.C., uh -huh. according to Cham. Chamchan was the first one, kind of, he tried, he was very, he was a Catholic Armenian monk, okay. right, living in St. Lazar, and, and he was the first one to, to go back and to do all the calculations and figure out that it took place on August 11th yeah. uh, of 2107. Uh, and that's the beginning of Armenian timeline. Okay. That's that's how Armenia. When you say there was, you know, before and after Christ, right? Mm -hmm. But there is also Armenian timeline. Yeah. And then when we talk about how the legendary story, how much of this is a legend? It's hard to imagine that a, a, a nation would base their time, their timeline, which is so important for them, on an event that was fictional. That uh -huh. was probably, some would say, never happened. Or, but they, probably something happened. Something really important battle took place. That Armenian story counting their time, yeah. starting from this uh, from this date. So on August eleventh was the first what was the first date. Probably. And is that is that still is that Navasard? I think Navasard was was August eleventh. Yeah. Okay, so that that has been celebrated for it's still celebrated a little bit today too, right? Yeah, I mean uh, of course Christmas is, is is more you know as a is a beginning and, uh -huh. and a greater celebration. A New Year is a is is kind of took over that celebration, but but all Armenian, I think New Year celebration was Navasart, and uh, and there are some areas sometimes they do some traditional events or dance or you know gatherings, but not as yeah not as big as probably it used to be. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, the weather's better in August than in January, so I'm sure the parties were, were bigger, <laughs> lasted longer, b- uh, better grilled food. <laughs> well, Lake Sevan is the, you can swim in Lake Sevan. Lake Sevan, you can jump to in. Swim in the Lake Sevan, so that's a better, better time than uh, <laughs> December 31st. Better than December 31st. <laughs> December, especially here in Minnesota. <laughs> so one, one thing I wanted to say, too, about hike is he was a legendary uh, bowsman, right? Hunter with mm-hmm. his bow. He's the Constellation Orion. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the Constellation Orion, it looks, you know, right. it's, it's the hunter, but it looks like a guy holding a bow. And uh, I think that's really cool. Well, Hike is, uh, is as, as we said, a founder of Armenian people. And he's an important figure for all Armenians. And, you know, we call ourselves after him. We call ourselves Hais. Um but also, he's an inspiration for generations to come. Mm-hmm. He was an inspiration because he, he was the first one to defend the, that land, right? Yeah. And we Armenians probably throughout our history just tried to, that's all we tried to do. We just defended our, yeah. our land. <laughs> we tried to, uh, just, this is our territory, we want to be peaceful, we want to just leave us alone. Just leave us. But every time there was another bell who would come and say, you know, you have to do this. There was always somebody who wanted to try to force something upon us. Yeah. And Hike was the beginning who said, no, that we, we don't want to do that. And, um, and he was probably uh, uh, he, the inspiration for many others to come after him. You know, yeah. many other kings or, or Nakharars or others who, uh, who tried to... Uh, his beginning of Armenian history, that's what I'm trying, yeah. trying to sell. Which was sometimes, you know, tragic. Yeah. Sometimes he was heroic, but... Uh, but he, his hikes at the tone for all of that, I think. What it means to you, Peter? What does it mean? You know, I, I'm from Armenia, and I, every time I would go to Yerevan for Mechmiadzin, there is a, there is a statue of Hike on the way from. <laughs> and I would see that, his arrow, I would see, you know. You would every see that. time I would see it, it's, it's Hike. I mean, it's, it yeah. gives you, his, his, you see the muscles, and you see the statue, yeah. and it's powerful. But, and I grew up with these stories. Yeah. But you had to learn, you had to educate yourself, and you had to kind of do more study and to, uh, you know, for me, it's kind of natural. I grew up with that. Yeah. But for you growing up here, it's, uh, and, and this is the kind of beauty of this podcast, too, because yeah. we, we bring two different perspectives. Yeah. To the, to the well, for me, you know, growing up, for me, we're Armenians. Right. We're not, we're, uh, you know, I didn't learn about high and calling ourselves high and Hayastan until... You know, I was probably 10 or 11 or 12 going to Armenian school and then learning the language. And then, and then you learn, oh, we, I would say I'm Armenian, but I would call myself Hayes. Mm-hmm. You know, I am Armenian. I am. And uh, Haig is one of those legends you learn right away. It's one of the first stories you learn. And uh, it wasn't until I started really reading history and reading about how powerful the Babylonians were and how powerful mm-hmm. the Assyrians were and to see, like, to, to think back on this story and say, well, this is a big deal for somebody to leave the middle of civilization, essentially, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they tried to do the Tower of Babel, you know, and all this stuff. That's the other nice thing is you can see how Armenians, our history is connected to right. biblical stories, too. You know, it's not just... You know, we're so we're an ancient people. Yes, right. yeah, we're an ancient people, and here's one of the connections. But to see, you know, to add to that, um, the poetry of it, if you will, the most powerful people were the Babylonians, and here our legendary patriarch rebelled and said, "I don't want that. I want something else," and went right. and started a new life for himself. And I totally agree with you. I think that it's 
a template in a way for what comes in the rest of Armenian history, mm-hmm. which is a lot of struggling against outsiders coming in and saying, live like this or, you know, believe this religion or right. just we want to remove you over here, this or that. I mean, this really is the is mm-hmm. a, the template for a lot of the Armenian struggle right. forward. And that's how the a uh, lot of uh, historians or scholars describe this this uh, conflict is that it's a struggle between light and darkness, between uh, spring and, 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 and fall, or uh, uh, it's a struggle kind of for new life, a new beginning. And hike symbolized that, that light, I think, symbolized that spring and new life. And that's why that's the Armenian, beginning of Armenian timeline. And there was the beginning of beautiful Armenian nation that uh, yeah. and, and that came about after that and and to give to the world uh, wonderful and um, great heroes and, uh, and uh, wonderful events after that that we'll talk about probably in our other podcasts lots <laughs> yeah lots of lots of people to talk right. about this is the beginning this is the beginning this is our this is our legendary beginning hopefully right <laughs> all right Congratulations on the first podcast. Congratulations to you too. Thank you. This is a lot of fun. I'm excited for other other podcasts to come, other recordings to come. Yes, please do. Uh, Send us topics uh, you're interested in. Send us questions you might have about this topic or other related topics, and uh, we'll try and answer. Even if they have any corrections, I mean, maybe we said something wrong. I mean, we are not. That's another thing to make clear. We are not experts, right? We are not historians. We are just. We're just a couple of guys who really like history. We like history and we like talk about it. That's right. How do you say thank you for listening? Shonar Galichun. Shonar Galichun. Shonar Galichun. Shonar Galichun. Shonar Galichun. Thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe.